And it makes sense. And sometimes God is calling us to do things that don't make sense. And he's waiting for our obedience. He's waiting to see if we're going to go and follow through on it. And when we do, that's when he steps in and provides for us. That's what this scripture is telling us. It wasn't until Abraham was about to kill his son that God provided for him. And he didn't know, and Abraham didn't have no idea when he was going to provide. But he knew he would. Look at the next verse. It says, so Abraham called, I'm sorry, the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham from heaven a second time. And he said, a second time, and he said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offsprings, all the nations on the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Because you have what? Obeyed me. Look, God is testing us so that sometimes our kids can have a front row seat to see what faith and obedience looks like. Look, April. Was, was still there. Isaac didn't go anywhere. Isaac heard this. I, and, and what this is is just a reconfirmation of the Abrahamic covenant that what we saw in chapter 15. He's just restating it. And sometimes God is saying, I want to do this for you so that your kids or the people around you can see what God is going to do through you. And not through him only. It's going to be through Isaac. Isaac is the heir, heir. Isaac is the one that's the descendant. Isaac is the one that God's going to bless to have the descendants. Isaac goes and has two kids, Jacob and Esau. Jacob ends up having 12 sons. We know those as the 12 tribes of Israel. And you see from Abraham all the way to Jacob how God immediately starts to bless Israel. Through Abraham and through Isaac. And it says, through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Why did it say all the nations? Because also through that offspring, the root of Jesse came through. Y'all know who the root of Jesse is. That's, that's Jesus. And that, that same Jesus that took our place was the one that blessed and is blessing all the nations of the world. And because of that, we all can become and come to know Christ. It says, because you have obeyed me. So there's three observations I want to make about worship based on this passage, and we're going to go home. It says, faith or worship obeys completely the word of God. At no point in this story do we see Abraham questioning God. He just got up early and got on the road to go sacrifice his son. Worshippers obey the word of God completely. 
And also, another observation is faith or worship surrenders or sacrifices the best to God, holding nothing back. Listen, as Christians, we are to give our best to God. We are to do our best for God. We want to give him our all and not hold anything back. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son, his one and only son. Now, if you ask me to sacrifice my son, I'm going to have a problem, but I do have three more. <laughs> but, but when it's your one and only, there is no other son. God wants us to obey him and not hold anything back. You know, we, we, we as Christians, we like, to, we like to give God, you know, we'll come to church on Sundays, but and we'll even be here on spring forward day. Even, you know, hey, God, look at me. I'm here, even though I lost an hour of sleep. And we think that that's a credit to our, our righteousness. And we think that that's a credit to our account. But we say, oh, but God, I, I got this money thing. I'm, don't worry about that. I'm, I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll do what I need to do with that. And the other thing is God doesn't always, God didn't set up this life for us to win. I'm getting tired of seeing this. God set you up to win or to be successful. That's not, it has nothing to do with scripture. God doesn't care if you win. God don't care if you, if, if you have a good life. God doesn't care what you do. All God cares about is what? Obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. So we can give things to God and we can sacrifice to him, but what he really wants is our obedience. So he wants us to be obedient in every area of our lives. And we a lot of times have problems with, with areas that we're sensitive about, areas that we want to control. The, the thing about humans is we want to control, we want to keep control of our money. We want to keep control over the things that we have. Oh, God, I, I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this money thing. I'll, 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 do, I'll, I'll pay my bills. I'll give, give God, I'll give you a little bit, and I'll pay my bills, but I'm not going to totally give it to you. Or my life, I'm not going to totally trust you to provide that job for me. I'm going to go and I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to do that. I see it with singles all the time. Oh, you know, I'm not going to wait and trust you to provide me a spouse. I'm going to go to Match.com, and I'm going to go to this website, and I'm going to, you know, hook up with this person, and I'm going to try this out. And we try all these things, and, and God just says, trust me. Just be obedient to what I want you to do. That's what worshipers do. And the last, the last observation, it says faith or worshipers continue obeying completely. Until the Lord provides all's, all of one's needs. Listen, we don't just obey one time. We obey all the time. True worshipers and God wants us to obey all the time. Not just once. Not just in one activity. But he wants us to obey all the time. And we keep obeying until God provides. God, Moses, I mean Abraham was obeying all the way up until he was about to stab his son. He was withholding nothing from God. And you know, sometimes it doesn't happen until after we have sacrificed something or given something up. 
God is waiting to bless us with something. But he's waiting for you to do what he asked you to do. That something he asked you to do may be to quit that job. He's, wait, he's waiting to see if you're going to trust him to quit that job. And he's got something else lined up that's better for you. Than what he wants you to have. But, 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 be, but it doesn't make sense. God, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do these things? It's irrational. It's illogical. But God has asked us. And sometimes God asks us to do things like that. Where it doesn't make sense. It defies our logic. It defies everything we know about God. Or we think we know. It defies all these preconceived notions we have as God being this grandfather who just wants to give us good things and nice things. But he's asking for our complete obedience. That's costly. Worship is costly. True worship is costly. True worship will cause you to have to sometimes sacrifice your son. To step out on faith knowing that God will do what he said he will do. True worship and faith are linked. You can't have be a true worshiper without faith. And that's what we see with Abraham. Abraham. Look, look. Abraham was even in the hall, what they call the hall of faith. So the last scripture, Hebrews 11. Let's turn the, uh, put it on the screen. Hebrews 11. It says, by faith, Abraham. When God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it was through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. He gave him up, and God gave him back. So sometimes, new creation, we just got to step out on faith. It doesn't make sense. It won't make sense. But God has called us to step out on faith. Now, I don't know if you're here. You, you may not understand or know about the substitutionary atonement. But Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And there's five things we have to believe in order to be saved. Five things. We have to believe that Jesus is God. The angel of the Lord in this passage was the pre-incarnate Jesus. He was the one that was talking to, to, to Abraham. The pre-incarnate means the, Jesus before he put on flesh. He was the pre-incarnate. He was saying, I swear by myself, he's God. Only God can swear by himself. He's the son of God. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. So as the praise team comes, we, if you believe, pray with you and, and get to know and confirm that you are who you say you are. The other thing is, new creation, as our visitors have said, there's no better place. To join up and be a member, a church that's working, a church that goes out and does the work of Christ, goes as God has led us, and we're obedient.